Podfest and Pod Furious is brought to you by 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, it's the spot. Hey there, race fans. Am I going to do that every episode now? I guess. This is Podfest and Pod Furious, the first ever, maybe, I don't know, possibly Fast and Furious related podcast ever online. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Dave, your old pal, your buddy, your friend, the guy Gene from the Blue-Eyed Bullet from the West. And with me as always, don't call me a China man because I ain't from China, man. I am Japan, man. Chance Minner. I'm a Teriyaki Boys fan. <laughs> teriyaki Boys superstar, baby. Salute me, Clink familia. Clink of the Corona za. We got a six-pack on deck, baby. We're talking Tokyo Drift, baby. Arguably the best fucking Fast and Furious movie. And we might argue. We might get into it. We might sword fight. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time. Didn't you sell one of your swords? No, no, no. I uh, I lent it to Chris. Oh, okay. He has like a training one, and so he wanted a real blade. Because for some reason he's curious to... In, uh, I see your guitar on the wall. In uh, The Commuter, Liam Neeson beats up a guy with an electric guitar. You know, if someone broke in here, maybe I'd go full Liam Neeson. I, yeah. I have my choice, electric guitar or bullwhip. Oh, bullwhip. I was going to ask you, in our last episode that we recorded, we were talking about a boomerang. I was going to ask you to share the story of uh, your, your bullwhip defense. Would you like me to share that now? I think, yeah, we should lead off with the bullwhip story. Okay, so uh, I was living out in North Hollywood. I lived in... Um, North Hollywood is being built up, and there's, like, a good mile strip that's really nice with, like, nice, like, new apartments, and then you get past it, and it's, like, where my block was, was, like, shitty housing. The non-gentrified. Yeah, right by, uh, right by the in and out on Lankershim, and then you go a block up from me, and it's all strip clubs, which was pretty fun to live in walking yeah, distance of when you get hammered. And, uh, so I got home from work, I just got in some Taco Bell, I got inside, Hooch and I are chilling, I'm about to put on a movie. Uh, and I hear, like, some screaming outside, and so I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I open up, we have, like, the metal grate in front of our door, like, very Friday style. Um, I'm looking out, and this dude just, like, straight, like, backhands the shit out of his, like, woman. Which, right behind me, was, like, the shittiest dive bar ever. Um, so I imagine that's where they were coming from. The Guidos of North Hollywood. It made Guidos look like a five-star restaurant. Um, if you're not familiar, Guido's is a local uh, bar that's... Guido's is something that I shit out of my asshole every day. Savory. It People literally do lines of cocaine off the toilet, and that is one of the grossest bathrooms I've ever fucking seen in my life. What's, what's the uh, the Obi-Wan line in Star Wars New Hope? Is a treacherous... You, you'll treacherous. never find a more vile... Or you'll never find a hive of more vile scum and treachery or something, yeah. yeah. I don't know, we're not Star Trek fans. Yeah, dude, uh, I mean, fucking Enterprise is cool, but, like, you know, that Falcon. First contact. <laughs> the Borg. The Borg. <laughs> the Borg. Tom Hardy's in one of those. Yeah, Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. To bring it full round to 2.5. To, to, yeah, God, Hardy. Um, no, so, uh, I was like, whatever, like, I'll ignore it, and so I go back to, like, getting my, my quesadilla fucking unwrapped, and then I just hear, like, another slap, and I was like, fuck this, and we had been broken into recently, and had our laptop stolen, and Hooch was kicked, I'm pretty, like, oh, no, I theorized, because he's, like, ever since he's been really shy, like, if I go to pet him on his head, he, like, tends to shy at first, uh-huh. um, so I'm pretty sure, like, he got, like, booted, um, so I, I kept a bullwhip, which I'm actually pretty decent with, uh, by the door. And so I walked out front and like had my bullwhip with me kind of behind my back. And, uh, I was like, Hey man, like, can you, can you stop beating the shit out of this chick? Like in front of my place? Like, 
And he starts getting shitty with me. He's like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, state mind your own fucking business. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, I kind of revealed it. And I was like, dude, seriously? Like, take this down the fucking street or something. Or, like, I will call the cops. Like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, we had, like, a little white plastic fence. And he, like, breached it. And I, like, showed the... Bo- it. I don't know how Like a described. SWAT team Yes, like a member. SWAT team. He, he put some fucking explosive on it. It blew the... Plastic. No, but he, he, crossed, that, he crossed that threshold. And so uh, I, like, let the whip uncoil. And to be fair, he asked me if I was a racist because he was a black guy and I had a whip. I didn't put two and two together at the time. It's just, like the one thing I'm good with that I could defend myself with just happens to also possibly be a tool of racism at one point. I'm just an Indiana Jones fan, guys. I'm not a racist, just a very big Indiana <laughs> Jones fan. You a bullwhip collection. Yeah, it's I just, like, I have an Indiana Jones tattoo. By, this was used by my great uncle Jeremiah, hunted dude down on the plantation in Louisiana. Back when them slaves would get out of control. Oh, Lord. But, uh, no, so then he, like, starts approaching me and, like, let me tell you, I'm a dude who's 5'7", and at the time I was, like, probably, like, 180, like, just a chubby white boy. I was going to get my shit pushed in. Yeah. Uh, and so I just let it uncoil, and I whipped him, and I got him right down the side of the face. I'm like, thank God I missed his eye. And uh, he, like, runs off. The girl, like, runs screaming to the bodega at the corner. And then so I'm like, all right, I guess they're out of my lawn. Like, problem solved. I go inside, I eat. I'm hanging out with Hooch, which, by the way, Hooch being a good boy, left my food in his reach. He didn't eat it. It's like rare situation hooch would have eaten the shit out of that quesadilla but he knew something was up he knew daddy had to take care of business so i come back in i eat and then uh i finish up and i'm like i'm gonna go buy a six pack i go to the bodega and there's like cops like all along the side of the bodega and it's the girl like crying and i'm walking up and she's like that's the guy and i was like oh fuck me like i should have stayed in and uh i talked to the police officer like very fortunately it was a, it was a female officer and she's like yeah, like, what you did's illegal, but this guy has, like, charges for, like, domestic abuse, and, like, a, he's, like, has a warrant out for assault and, like, some other Jesus. things. Yeah, and she was like, so I'm gonna let you go. She's like, just maybe don't go whipping people. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sorry, like, I was I was afraid. I thought I was gonna get my shit kicked in. Um, buy my beer, go back, uh, fast forward, uh, about a year and a half later, I go to the bodega, we were shooting a short film that I was directing, and I go to get cigarettes, and they're in front of me. The couple, the, yeah. the dude and the chick, and she's got a bun in the oven. Ooh. And that was my moment where I was like, I'm never going to interfere with domestic disputes again, Ooh. because people do not learn. Did he have a, like, he a... had a big fucking scar right down the side of his face. And I was like, the only like hope that I take from it is that like he looks at himself in the mirror and is like, well, if I'm going to beat my wife, I better do it inside. <laughs> Uh, do you think that was uh, North Hollywood's first ever wit-based case of vigilante justice? Probably. <laughs> Pro- probably the first wit-based <laughs> case of vigilante justice in all of California. Um, so that was just a, a fun little story involving uh, racial undertones and masculine violence to kick off this episode of Tokyo Drift. Which, which this features, film yeah, it's uh, filled with. So I think that was thematically appropriate. Thank you very much, yes. Academy. The Academy of Podcast, Podcast Sciences that's maybe listening to this. I don't know if they have a, 
the Hollywood Foreign Press, if they do, like, Golden Globes. for If they do, hit us up. Get us tickets to the premiere of Fast 9. Get us in there, baby. Get us, like, ten minutes with Vin Diesel. the red carpet. Dude. What kind of ensemble would you wear to an awards ceremony? Uh, I would probably pick something that Han is wearing in either this or the following two films. So just, like, a button-up tucked into some pants? Pretty much, Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just throw the hair out. Yeah, yeah I, hey, hair's my hair's long. getting yeah, it's getting say. there. Yeah, it's getting on length. Um, Eating snacks the whole time. Yeah, just constantly have a bag of chips. I like Chex Mix. I well, eat, that's it. Looks like he's eating like a Japanese think, yeah, form like a Japanese of Chex Mix. I tried some uh, hot and spicy Chex Mix recently. Good. Too hot for me. Maybe this is just a white man speaking. Wait a minute. Me. Too hot for you. Too hot. You eat hot foods. I know, but this stuff had me. Like, it was clearing out my sinuses, man. I'll be sure not to try it. The only oh, hot man. thing the only hot thing I can do, thematically appropriate, wasabi. Wasabi? I fucking love wasabi. Every time I hear wasabi, I think of a Budweiser commercial from the early 2000s. You remember the wasabi? Yeah, wasabi. There's one where he goes to the Japanese restaurant, and the guy goes, here's your sushi, and your wasabi. And the guy goes, wasabi. <laughs> I've never seen that. That everybody, sounds... Everyone in the restaurant is going, wasabi! And then there's, like, Japanese guys in the like, wasabi! wasabi! Sonny Chiba's back there. What's up, They need to bring what's up back. They do, and wasabi back. I don't think it ever left. I mean, I mean, in a Budweiser commercial. Oh, okay. Go to wasabi.com. Enter the <laughs> enter the code Podfast. Twenty <laughs> percent off your next wasabi order. And not only that, Sonny Chiba sends you a signed autograph picture. Whoa, that's a fucking deal right there. Actually, I'd be all on it. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's talk Tokyo Drift. It's the uh, the third film in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Almost went direct to video, actually. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, for real. The it test screened poorly. I was reading about this, and uh, the only reason it got released in theaters is because Vin Diesel made a cameo. Holy shit! It was, it was a last minute reshoot to add Vin Diesel. Thank you, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Thank God you for you, getting man. this in theaters. This w- yeah, if this had gone direct to video, they would have never made four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, yeah. It would have never been a global franchise. And imagine Justin Lin wouldn't have the career that he no, has today. No, absolutely not. He'd be making probably indies or something. And he's a fucking incredible director. Th- yeah, this is, if this had been direct to video, this would have been the greatest direct to video movie Dude, of all time. I mean, to be fair, if you take just the first three Fast and the Furious films, this one, in terms of the stunts, the, the car action, the mm-hmm. way it's shot, is fucking miles even, even apart. The story, I would say, is yeah. I mean, the first one has the point break thing going for yeah, it, but, but this one fucking like it. It clicks on every level. It like, does. It doesn't have the first ones. I like a lot of it, but it's some of it's in a sort of ironic, cheesy way. And this one, I'm just. It's a good like high school teen coming of age movie plus starring forty year olds as high schoolers. Well, no, he was twenty nine, right? Sean was twenty nine. So it's a uh, Lucas Black. Lucas Black, and I, then uh, I don't want to get him confused with Josh Lucas, right? And then Zachary Ty Thompson or whatever, Home Improvement From Home boy. Improvement. He's yeah. like the oldest son, right? Was yeah. He, okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the younger one, right? He was the middle. He was the middle kid, and right? then there was the young young. Okay. Uh, this one being the oldest, he was 30 years old when this was 30 shot. 30 years old. So it starts off, we're at a high school in... And he looks easily 38. Yeah, he does. He looks like shit. He looks like a big old bag of mashed up asshole. Which, wait until we get to seven, where Lucas Blacks looked like he fucking aged 20 goddamn I was, years. I was gonna bring up the chronology later, but, um... So we start at a high school, which is apparently supposed to be in Arizona. Yeah, which looks like it's in either Texas or, like... Right, eastern it's, California. It's a big school, it which was like, Victorville is very east. 
Yeah, the, I looked up the filming locations. They shot it in Victorville, which is like outside of LA, like way outside, right? It's like, yeah. Victorville is like bumfuck in the desert. Like when we were looking, we were scouting for a film that never got made, and um, we went into a convenience store as like a possible location. And so I was I was gonna be second AD, so I was just along for the ride basically. Huh. I'm looking around, and they were selling fucking floppy disks. Like, they had floppy disks on the shelf. In what year? A.D. in O'Domini? Uh, what are we, 2018? 20, yeah. This was 2014. <laughs> so the floppy disks? Floppy disks. Fantastic. Like, it's if like someone has a floppy disk reader in 2014, you got some fucking issues. Like time travel, dude. Time travel. Um, which, one of the houses we were going to shoot in, Victorville, uh, they had one of the... I don't know if you remember the old PCs that had, like, the clear purple or blue, like, on the tower. Yeah, okay. They had one of those, oh, which wow. did have a floppy disk reader, and oh. I was like, wow, this place is literally, like, 15 years behind, like, civilization. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. You, like, stepped out of a bubble, or into a bubble. We were in the Hills Have Eyes. Uh, maybe you went to a house that was being built in this movie, because they have a chase through uh, a project. Uh, they uh, do. Project. Yeah. No, I. Uh, this project. house was definitely built long before okay. this. This is, this is antiquated. This was them, I feel like, trying to update Victor. This is like a, a Grapes of Wrath house. <laughs> like they came west from the Dust Bowl and built that in Victorville. Yeah. Okay, so we open up with him going to this new school, which is like the CTC Center here in Frederick, like the Career and Tech Center uh-huh. outside of Yeah, FCC. they have like an auto shop. They got a... Where a, where a chubby boy is getting his yeah. belly spray in, painted. In the credits, there's a character credited as Chubby Hispanic Kid. And poor guy. And these bullies are spray painting his belly purple. And he's literally sobbing. Yeah. He's like crying. There's a lot of sobbing in this movie, surprisingly. Uh, I did want to note that when he goes into his school, when Sean comes in... It's this, like, this was shot in, I guess, 2005, came out 2006, yeah. but it's like this post-9-11, post-Columbine, like, they got... The metal detectors. They got the wands and everything, and, like, Well, it's a shot of him and the, uh, the high school mascot, who came to school in full mascot gear? I guess. Uh, he keeps it at his house? I don't know. Yeah, and he's getting wanded now. might need some insurance for that, yeah. Well, it, maybe it was, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme sudden death situation where he was a penguin, right? So maybe he's got yeah. some guns under his uh, Could, dude, costume. Dude, he's sneaking them in. I mean, it was a big, big duck costume. I, I feel like the security thing was maybe set up, like, by production. Maybe they didn't have it at that high school, but they set it up as, like, just to show the differences between Japan and uh, I would America. Say, yeah, I would say possibly, but also California was very big in adapting um, the metal detectors and shit uh-huh. very early on. Because, like... It's L.A., there was a lot of, like, gang shit going on there. Um, so I really do think that is more common in L.A. Yeah, yeah, the high school they shot in was in L.A. But then the issue is they're supposed to be in Arizona. Right. Which... Well, Arizona, they had Joe Arpaio at the time, right? Yeah. Sheriff Joe Arpaio. So. Oh, man. Whew, well, thank God Trump fucking let him out. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The man's free and he's... He's armed and he's dangerous. And somehow doesn't understand that he, like, indicts himself with his fucking getting did, let off. Did you like, hear the story about Steven Seagal and Joe Arpaio? Yes, dude. Uh, like, Seagal was, I guess, filming uh, his reality show where he was law. The sheriff. Steven Seagal, lawman. He's hanging out with Joe Arpaio and they're raiding. I think they it was the poor man Shaq sheriff show. The sh- What? Didn't Shaq have a show? Oh, I don't know. Or did, was he just a sheriff? Because Shaq was a sheriff. Did they make him, like, an honorary sheriff or something? No, he, like, became a sheriff in fucking Miami. Shaquille O'Neal? Oh. I'm almost positive. I could be wrong. Maybe I dreamt this. 
It sounds like something Shaq would do. He's had a very uh, diverse career, yeah. I'm really quickly just going to Google Shaq Sheriff. Shaq Shoes at Walmart. <laughs> Shaq Shoes. Um, but they were doing the show Lawman, and Steven Seagal's hanging out with Joe Arpaio. And I guess they were going to break up an illegal cockfighting ring or something. And uh, they drove into this guy's, like, compound in Arizona in, like, a fucking SWAT tank. And, like, they ended up, like, crushing, like, the chicken coops or something. And then, like, Steven Seagal shot a dog or some shit. Like, it's all fucked up. It's one of the worst things I've ever read. That was on, like, TV, or that was just... I don't think they ever aired it, but legitimately, like, one of the most fascist acts I can think of. I hate Steven Seagal. He's a terrible person. I've always hated him. I've heard stories about him. Like, um, he used to shoot a lot of direct-to-video films in Vancouver, and people that I worked with... Russia. Yeah, because he's a fucking bitch. Uh, I worked with a lot of people who worked on Steven Seagal films in Uh Canada, and, like, everything I've heard, he's a horrible, horrendous human being. You telling me he shot a dog? I, he did, or somebody like in that SWAT team. I don't think Steven Seagal actually. I, I legitimately he was, he was armed. Probably. I legitimately want to go fucking like slit his neck and piss in the slit that I made. <laughs> He's not a good person. No. Uh, by the way, Shaquille O'Neal uh, is now a reserve police officer in South Florida and is running for sheriff in 2020. What? Here is Shaq in his fucking police officer outfit. <laughs> what the fuck? God, Shaq, dude. I thought this was like. Uh... Grown Ups no, 2. No, dude. Shaq? There's one from the set of Grown Ups That is, yeah, yeah, with the bald the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but Shaq will run for sheriff in 2020 and what has a plan fuck? to heal the disconnect between police and communities. Oh, Shaq. Good on Shaq. Shaq bringing the people together. And shame on you, Seagal, you fucking cunt. <laughs> fuck Steven Seagal. And back to Fast Furious. Back to Fast and Seagal. I just want to say my, uh... My first two notes are, Lucas Black already looks 38. He does. Home improvement guy has to be in his 40s. (laughs) (laughs) They are old as hell. Yo, and okay, so we get through the the wands and the the metal detectors. There is a Native American pinata that seemed very problematic. I guess the... Oh, wolf, I didn't catch that. You didn't catch that? The team that they were... I guess they were going to play the big game is against this... It's like Redskins. Yeah, basically. So they have this Native American pinata and they beat the hell out of it. And I think that was speaking oh. to some of the movies, like, uh, racial. There's tons of racial things. undertones. Yeah. Well, the director is Justin Lin, who is, we looked it up, Taiwanese. Taiwanese. I thought he was Korean, but the name Lin is, yeah, yeah it's, it's not Korean, but. Taiwanese. He makes a lot of movies about Korean men, so, I don't know. He's hey, just, maybe he's East Asian solidarity. Maybe his mom's fucking Korean. Who knows? He could have a Taiwanese dad, they, like, lived in Taiwan, you know, could be anything. Who knows? Who knows? Is Han Korean? Yes. Okay. Song Kang. So. Yeah. Um, and then my next note is director credit over top of upskirt shot. Yeah, yeah. The buffalo shot. All capitals. My man. <laughs> yeah. Usually, like uh, auteurs want to like leave their director credit over something iconic. Yeah. Like in Bad Boys Two, the Michael Bay director credit yes. comes over Will Smith when he's got his arms outstretched, yes. throwing the KKK hood off in front of the flaming cross. So this one, Justin Which Lin, was shooting across the bridge of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes. That's right. We read that last week, I believe. Huh. Um, Justin Lin picks the only person only person who looks like they could be in high school. Does <laughs> the, an upskirt the shot girl, of them. Yeah, the girl's got her feet 
kicked up on the car and we're looking at her long, luxurious legs. And, and, and right on top of it, superimposed director. We're not just, just looking at her in. long. You see her panties covering you her do, snatch. Yeah, like, it, it's very inappropriate. <laughs> and it is the beginning of the over-sexualized shots of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't remember up in the in, first couple. Up until now, we haven't had these low angle like, like butt shots yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, Justin Lin, maybe you're a sexist, dude. You gotta uh, reflect on that. Buddy. Sexist or just horny? Or horny? He's a horny little bastard. <laughs> Which, by the way, he is little. He, he's tiny. We were googling pictures of him. He's shorter than Vin. He's shorter than J.J. Abrams. Like, dude, he's, the J.J. Abrams was the telltale I sign. Think Justin Lin, he's got to be like five six or so. he's like Tom Cruise. Well, yeah. Him. Well, I'm pretty sure J.J. is five seven. I'm pretty sure he and I are the same height. Oh, okay. So, he's so it's five five. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know, man. I just I want to put him in my pocket. Like he's, he looks like a little cute. cuddly he's guy. He's adorable. Like, yeah, he's kind of chubby, and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like I want to get him like hug, pinch yeah. his cheeks and like oh, hug Justin him. Lin. You make such good movies, yeah, little buddy. <laughs> he's like hooch. He is. And both Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Although Hooch is Chinese. Well, Taiwan is like... Yeah, it's okay. I don't know the history of it. Uh, I, I don't want to... We're not going to I don't want to go down that fucking rabbit Pod hole. Pod Fest and Pod Furious, the first ever movie podcast hosted by two white guys. <laughs> Who go down the rabbit hole of Taiwan it's and like China's history. history. You want to talk about Hong Kong handing, uh, being handed back to China in 1997? <laughs> Was no. it 97? I don't fucking know. It was supposed to be the plot of Tomorrow Never Dies, and then they changed it. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies is a good fucking movie. It is good. I rewatched it recently. I good never action. liked it as a kid. Great action. Yeah. Amazing. The helicopter. Shot, shot by Robert Ellswit. No shit. Yeah. DP on uh, most of Paul Thomas Anderson's films, if you weren't familiar. Uh, so the opening race, I just have, uh, my note is, winner gets me four question marks. Yeah, dude, that's, my note is, this chick offers up pussy to the winner, Dash guaranteed STD. Yes, she's the girlfriend of... She has no respect for herself. She's the girlfriend of Home Improvement Guy. Yeah. And Home Improvement Guy sees Lucas Black flirting with her. Yeah. And Lucas Black is like, let's race for pink slips. Well, they like, he talks about like, she was admiring my car. She's admiring my ride. Yeah. Like, and he's like, well, what do I want with your piece of shit? And yeah. This like, is $80,000 yeah, car. Yeah, this is my, your daddy's Viper. Yeah. Which in the long run, I think the muscle car would have been worth more. The Viper would have decreased in, uh... Yeah, especially after they run it into a concrete know, barrier, concrete, but, yeah. no, I'm pretty... A, I'm pretty sure that Viper would have smoked the shit out of that car. B, I'm pretty sure that Viper will remain worth more than that. The Dodge Viper? Yeah, dude, Dodge Vipers are, like... They're, like, rich people shit. Mm, okay. Like, I mean, I, I, I believe it. I just... You probably know more about cars than I do. Based on my Gran Turismo background... <laughs> <laughs> Ridge Racer... <laughs> Dodge Vipers are worth more than, like, I think he had a Monte Carlo? Think, well, yeah, it was a Monte Carlo. But... Yeah, Monte Carlos aren't worth shit, dude. I, it's I, Chevy. I, no, but I think in the long run, I think these, like, cool old American muscles are... come make. Well, here's the thing. They're making a comeback, but then Dodge and these companies are making their bodies more like the old ones. A little boxier. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that necessarily... You no, know, this Viper was, like, a little uh, thin bitch. Wasn't yeah, it? that's what vipers are. Oh, like and they're a snake. fast as shit. Oh, like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> like a snake, like a <laughs> viper. <laughs> uh, see, here was my thought with the girl, though. So she says, winner gets me, and this gets them to race. Yeah. I think, because at the beginning of the race, she looks over at him, she goes, make it interesting. Yeah. 
She doesn't think he's going to win. No, she thinks her boy... She knows her boyfriend is going to win. Right, no, she doesn't think that Sean's going to win. Exactly. Well, not only that, but I think she was getting a little bored in her relationship with this guy. Because he's some meathead dickhead. Who the fuck offers themselves up if they aren't bored? Yeah, exactly. And she's trying to make their relationship exciting. So I don't think she's a slut. I think she's just like... Uh, we can argue that at the end of the race. I mean, what what does she say at the end of the race? She's looks like I have a new date to prom. Yeah, and she's trying to egg her boyfriend on. I that don't... man is about to fucking kill himself. There's he egging is, somebody yeah. on. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I don't think she's ready to jump <laughs> Sean Boswell's bones. Yeah, she's, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. She, what she's doing is she's... I guess, I didn't mean to come off as slut-shaming, because I don't. I'm a slut... I'm like a well-known male slut. It's fine. I would never slam a uh, slam a woman for like sleeping with a ton of men. I just think there's something degrading about using yourself as currency between a fucking street oh, race. Oh yeah, no, no. This was obviously like written <laughs> by a man. Yeah, yeah. that is that's like not <laughs> written, cool to me. By a man, like, shot by a man. I definitely don't mean like there's something wrong then, with like yeah, being a little And then the woman slutty. at the starting line rips her bra out yeah. from under her shirt and throws it in the Tossing air. Tossing her yeah. over the shoulder boulder holster right yeah. in the air. Boulder holster. Over the shoulder boulder holster. Yeah, baby. You like that? Yeah. You didn't come up with that, Fuck did you? No, that's a, that's like a long that's time old, term. They came up with that in the sixties. That's an old adage back from the time back of on lovers, Doc Holiday. Lovers Lane, Doc Holiday. Yes, I'm my nephew with Doc Holiday. Tuberculosis. Uh, he had tuberculosis. Coughed it up on his coat for that. <laughs> so yeah, she. Um, I just, I guess, I wasn't comfortable with her offering her body as currency. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, <laughs> that wasn't. Cool. It's a little bit strange. She's a she's a kinky gal for seventeen. Oh yeah, like which literally at one point <laughs> seventeen. At one point during out. the race, I was like, "Where the fuck were these women when I was in high school?" Like I had to really work to get laid. Like, I guess you had to go to Arizona. Should have went. Should have got yourself transferred. Jericho, if you're listening, how are the women in Arizona? Oh, wait, no. His parents moved to Arizona after he graduated college. You were in Arizona a bit. How are the women in Arizona? Do they offer their bodies for street races? Is that like a, is that like a form of street racing currency? Who knows when you're under being ruled by the iron fist of Joe Arpeo. <laughs> you'll do anything. <laughs> like living life in Nazi so- Germany. <laughs> life is so miserable. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe Arpeo. Uh, the soundtrack choice during the initial race. We mentioned at the top, like right when you press play, the soundtrack in this one is far and away the best of the movie so far. And From probably, top to bottom. Yeah, like it starts off with uh, Mos Def and... Uh, yeah, the uh, Six like, Days remix. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the words. Tomorrow never comes too late. Yeah, dude, that song we, fucking owns. And we get Ba with the Ba, we get uh, the Teriyaki Boys and the Place to Be. Teriyaki Boys is the Place to Be. Uh... Which, by the way, fun note, that in the song they say, Fast and Furious! Drift, drift, dick, dick, dick. Uh, well, yeah, our they, version is dick. It they sounds say like drift, dick, but... Audience, they say drift, but listen to it and listen for the word dick, and I promise you... You'll hear some dick. It sounds like they say dick. If you search dick, it will come. But they cut out Fast and Furious at the beginning. It's not until the end that then the song plays and it goes, Fast and Furious! 
Dress. Yeah, when he pulls up to the race, the, the song is used as like an yeah. arc almost. So we 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 saw this as like uh, Sean Boswell essentially getting his wings. He's being inducted yeah. into the family. Yeah. So they don't call him Fast and Furious until the end when he's completed his. Uh, Which later his obstacles. Later, like, I feel like they planned on bringing him back, and then they looked at his current headshot, and they're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude, you look sixty-eight. This guy looks like the fucking mutant. This man guy is brother. aging ten years in a single year. <laughs> This looks like the guy that Eli and Peyton keep in the attic. <laughs> Dude, he does. He does look like a Manning, right? He looks like a terrible Manning he brother. Does, absolutely, yeah. Oh, poor. I'm sorry, Lucas Black, bro. Like, and even I pointed out, I was like, fuck, I've never seen an actor have worse teeth than me. <laughs> I have bad teeth. This poor guy. Dude, fucking. He's going to go and hit them all out with a hammer and make so... them look like. You know in Looney Tunes when that one was for fall you. out like piano keys? Yeah, exactly. well, He's going to do that to himself. That and... clink of bottles was for you. All right, fucking God bless you, Lucas. My next note is that when he crashes, he rolls over, and there's a slow motion shot of all the shit flying around in his car, and there's just randomly a bottle of Tabasco sauce. It's all fast food CGI'd in the back, and then Tabasco, like does product just, placement. Does he keep it in his glove box? Probably. He's a Texas boy, I met. Or He's a Bama, Bama boy. He's a Bama boy. It should be noted. But, first product placement in the movie. Tabasco. Yeah. There wasn't too much in this, I don't think. I have the second one. What's the second one? I'll bring it up because I think you have something to riff off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Once we get to Japan. Well, they go to the, uh, first we're at the police station. And, uh, I have have a note that says, class politics? Oh, yeah. It's it's mentioned, I guess he has a chip on his shoulder because he's a broke dude from the South. His fam, his mom, his mom's had to move around a lot because of him causing trouble. Third school in two years. Yep. Like, he just, this kid fucking gets in trouble. We were looking at Michelle Rodriguez's Wikipedia page earlier. He's basically a male Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez is a drunkard and... Got expelled from three schools? Five. Oh, shit. She was expelled from five schools before she got her GED. Dude, yeah, she's drunk. Michelle, Michelle, if you're listening, hit us up. Yo, please come share some fucking Ronas with us, yeah. and let's talk Fast and the Furious. It. Like, you seem like a goddess who just, like, fucking kicks ass and drinks beer. Like, I don't know what else to describe it as. I want to kiss your feet, lady. Um, <laughs> Ew, no, I don't want to go that far. Yeah, I want to bow down and I'll kiss never kiss anybody's feet. Um, but I'll definitely fucking crack open your beer. So, as far as the class politics, he mentions the cop says to Lucas Black, he says, uh, Mommy and Daddy are, are hooked up. Yeah, yeah. About, about the boyfriend and girlfriend. The home improvement. Which made me think they're brother and sister. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> he, goes, he, he, says, he says, Mommy and Daddy are hooked up. And then when the parents come in, it's a mom and a dad who, like... Ooh. There were there were no two sets of parents. It was one set of parents. There's no other rich families in this town, so you two are going to have to provide the offspring. Uh, do you, was it maybe like a step-brother-stepsister situation where the parents got married, they already had the kids? Or... No, I like to believe that they aren't related at all, but it, in that situation, it seems like... I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I don't know. He was going to give his sis a ride home. It, it's like Joe Dirt. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. Uh, you're speaking to the world's uh, least uh, biggest fan of Joe Dirt. I love Joe Dirt. Yeah. I'm going to make you watch Joe Dirt, and I'm going to point out why it's good. Joe Dirt 2? No, Joe Dirt 2. Joe Dirt 2. Joe Dirt 2 is crackle. fucking, <laughs> fucking garbage. Uh, all right. So they go to Japan afterwards. So the mom says, look, you're fucked. Okay, no, first of all, you're skipping something. 
The mom comes in in her latest and greatest fashion bug outfit. Right, I was saying she looked like a dollar store Susan Sarandon and Thelma yes. Louise. And dude, she literally propositions the cop. She was like, I, yeah. She, she asks like, if she can smoke a cigarette goes, or if yeah, that's is, illegal. Is, is smoking illegal and there's a no smoking they cut, sign. They cut the to the head. officer and right behind him, no smoking. He's like, pulls out a lighter. He's like, you can smoke. And she goes, there isn't any other way we could figure this out. And then we cut to to Boswell outside in the hallway. I'm sorry. Having argued that I felt it was offensive that uh, the, the girl used her body as currency, I am pretty goddamn confident that Sean's mom, like, blew a cop to get him <laughs> off of this. Like... Again, written by a man. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Morgan. You write good movies, though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, lay off the sexism. This was the first movie written by Chris Morgan, who has kind of become, along with Justin Lin, the architect of the franchise. He wrote, Which... He's written three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He started with an exec producer credit on six, and he's writing the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. And I feel like he's adapted with the times. This is also 2006, where yeah. like Harvey Weinstein was raping women left and right. And Michelle Rodriguez called this out recently, after the release of eight. She said, like, the roles for women have not been great in the yeah. past movies. She said, like, shouldn't I be sharing scenes with Jordana? Like, shouldn't we be talking? Shouldn't yes. we have a relationship? Well, it's, uh, there's, um, fuck, what's it called? There's, like, a test. The, the Bechtel test. Bechtel test, yeah, where it's uh, women talking without ever bringing up a man. And I doubt the Fast and Furious films passed that. Yeah. I don't, uh, not yet, at least. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like there is a conversation between... No, but she probably brings up either Ludacris or Tyrese. All right, we'll, we'll get there, and we'll have to... We'll, let's, we'll look out for it. Let's keep the Bechdel test in mind yeah, as we get later we'll, we'll into the franchise. So she she sends him off to Japan. She says, look, your your options are either juvenile hall or you got to go live with your Navy dad Which, in Tokyo. God forbid, what a punishment. Yeah, right. I get to go spend my senior year in a foreign fucking country? Like... Even if Fuck he, you, Sean. <laughs> but when he gets to Japan, you pointed this out. It was a there's a billboard in the background. This is my second product placement. MC Hammer, MC dude. MC Hammer. There's like three <laughs> MC Hammer billboards. He's going up an escalator, yeah, which probably seems strange to the average person. Um, <laughs> so Justin Lin, before this movie, well, he also did Annapolis, right? The James right. Franco one. Where, with Tyrese. Yeah, James Tyrese. And yeah. Tyrese apparently hates James Franco because James Franco, like, literally tried to box him. It's a boxing movie, you know? Fuck you, James Franco. I know your sexual assault fucking allegations are real. I just want to say that. I've worked with you. Fuck you. Fuck you, James. Sorry. I mean to go on a tangent. I just, I'm very, like, this has been sitting on my mind. Look, James, I'm a fan, but fuck you. Yeah, I like your, I like Pineapple Express. Fuck you. I like Freaks and Geeks. You man. also did a good Tommy Wiseau. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, man. So, you're a good actor, but you're a bad person. <laughs> fuck you, James. And you suck at directing. But hey, Dave, you're a godsend. I like Dave Franco. He's a good guy. No one ever forgets. Yeah, people don't forget. People don't forget. Um, so before Annapolis, Justin Lin did Better Luck Tomorrow, which was like his big indie breakout. It's yeah. like about Asian Americans in high school. He almost wasn't able to finish this film because he didn't have the financing. No shit. And he reached out to MC Hammer, of all people. And, and that's what got and the Han asked, origin? Asked for backing. Yes, he asked for backing, and he said, 
MC Hammer, can you help me out? And MC Hammer, like, at the last minute, wired the funds to Justin Lin. He finished Better Luck Tomorrow. How the fuck did he get, like, MC Hammer's contact information? No, I don't... I don't... I don't know. I'll look it up. This little Taiwanese guy is just like, <laughs> MC Hammer, he baby. He up MC Hammer, and he's like, can you give me money to finish my movie? And MC Hammer's like, sure. So MC, he like holds MC Hammer responsible for like... His career. So yeah, setting off his career, essentially. He got hammer time. He got <laughs> too legit. This movie is too legit to quit because of MC Hammer. I can't Hammer. wait. I can't... That's why you see MC Hammer billboards in the back. Honestly, I won't lie. If uh, If things don't work out with the guests for next week... If it's like a week after, I feel like maybe we take a fast break mm-hmm. and do episode four. Do that one. Do Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Better Luck Tomorrow, it's the introduction of Han, and he is the same character. Like there, there's he's no a doubt. street it's, racer, it's a right? Canonical. Yeah, he like he drives a muscle car. He was and... just bringing his self-created character into the Fast franchise yeah, with yeah. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it's it's canonical that this is a fast film. So yeah, okay, so if we need to take a break to like extend it for our possible guests, maybe we do that one in between. Speaking of taking breaks, let's take one right now. So I can take a leak. And reach Go to lisamattress.com and enter the, the promo code Han is a sex guy. Hey guys, this is Mark Marin. Go to stamps.com and enter the promo code Marin and uh, I'll talk about my cats. And Booster Lives, or whatever. Booster. I don't know, whatever his fucking cat's yeah, name his is. Cat. I don't know. Buster, Booster, I don't know. We'll be RB. Hi, I'm Paul Walker, starring in The Fast and the Furious. All the racing stunts in our film are performed in a staged environment by professionals with years of training and experience. So with that in mind, be smart, drive safe, and stay legal. Uh, I was weak. Uh, it was weak. I was trying to get that Corona opening sound on that little crisp little Gotta collect the cat. I'm on my last Rona, baby. Jags are winning. We're feeling good. I got one and a half. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention that I read in the Tokyo Drift trivia on yeah. IMDb, Channing Tatum auditioned for this film. And I have to imagine he auditioned for Sean Boswell. Dude, and if he would have been Sean Boswell, they would have the, brought oh, they him back. They would have worked him into the family, yeah, Fuck absolutely. yes. Oh my god, there's Since, an alternate uh, yeah. world where Paul Walker is Anakin Skywalker and Sean, Sean Boswell is Channing <laughs> Tatum. Tatum. Can you imagine? Ugh. And now we're just stuck in a parallel world where fucking Donald Trump is president. Earth one sucks, Fuck dude. Earth One! Fuck Earth One! So when we get to Japan, uh, Sean goes to live with his naval father. Which, real quick... His punishment is being sent his senior year to fucking Japan. You, yeah, you mentioned it. I'm I'm still just pissed off. Like, how do you, you hate were, you that? You were very livid about this while we were watching. Because that would be incredible. People live for like senior trips, yeah. like in going to foreign, foreign countries and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Sean um, Boswell's an ungrateful study abroad. Ass. Yeah, white privilege. White privilege, man. Well, no, I mean, with Sean, he's he's sort of like low class. He's. I didn't get the impression that he was. No, but he doesn't understand his white privilege. No, no, not at all. No, yeah. no. But he's he's a cum rag of a human being. I don't. I wouldn't say that. I, mean, he's I a, do. He's a dick. Yeah. He's a dick. He is a dick. But so is DK. We'll get to DK. He's DK's, coming up. DK's not. So dead. when he first gets to Japan, his dad greets him. And he's got a hooker coming out of he his says, house. He says he keeps him out front and says, "Hold on one second. And goes back <laughs> inside, and then a hooker comes out who clearly has fucking mouth herpes. 
I wouldn't know. Just don't kiss her. <laughs> I wouldn't know. She has a giant cold sore on her upper. It's either <laughs> I wasn't a cold looking sore. For it. It's either a cold sore or it was supposed to be her uh, her lipstick was smudged because she was sucking dick. Mm, or maybe they were just kissing platonically as friends. Dude's a navy while man watching anime. <laughs> Have you seen the new Dragon Ball Super? <laughs> Actually, that's my last note before Hulk truck, but I know there's stuff in between there. Oh, I've got plenty. Goes, You've got plenty. Oh, well, I got he, plenty. he goes in, his dad gives him a room. He, he says, I'll make a tent. He gives his child his only room. Yeah. So his dad might seem like a dick, but he's still a dad. He's a, he's a military guy. Yeah. He's, like, he's he's strict, and it's like he's like, rules. And Sean's like, rules? He's like, yeah, Sean, rules. Yeah, we mentioned quite a few times that he's a hands-off father while watching yeah. it. Like, he's rebuilding this muscle car in his garage, and yep. he doesn't make it a priority to say, like, hey, Sean, you and I should do this together. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's, it's this emotionally distant, like, it, buzz cut, like, ugh. Well, it's like I said, he he's like Sean Connery in The Last Crusade, where, like, Indy's like, you never spent time with me, blah, blah, blah. Like, Indy's being a little bitch, and Sean Connery's like, no, but I taught you self-reliance. Self-reliance. And it's like, dude, self-reliance is an important thing to have. It's tough love. Yeah. Tough love, hands off. Not a helicopter parent. What's a, I don't even know what Yeah, that I think is. that's it. I think helicopter, helicopter parent. parent? Yeah, where okay. you're hovering. All right. So he's a helicopter parent. No, he's not. He's, maybe he... He's hands off. He's the opposite no, of a helicopter. No, 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 but he uh, does work in helicopters, I bet. He's in the Navy, not the <laughs> Air Force. The Navy has helicopters. Yeah, that they, like, let the Air Force come and fly off their ships. Exactly, exactly. He runs those. <laughs> he's living in on Japan, and he's, I don't know, man. He's oh, picking man. up hookers <laughs> in his chopper. <laughs> yeah, he, he flies it out. <laughs> like little Nelly and you only live twice. But he's got a little fucking little Nelly, dude. <laughs> he's flying it around the volcanoes. <laughs> Yeah, just gotta make sure there's no uh, secret organization bases. <laughs> hey, you want a beer? <laughs> I have notes on that. Get up, fuckers. <laughs> um, here's the thing. When he goes, to, well, did we talk about grandma? No, I don't have any notes on, grandma, no notes on like, grandma. Dude, there's a lady who lives right next to him. This he is, goes this in. Good, good, good gag. He goes into the bedroom, which, like, I did point out, is like a very good uh, juxtaposition of like an American trying to live in a Japanese house where it's like... All these material possessions. Yeah, it's, where it's like crowded, dude. There's like football trophies in the living yeah. room and like shit's just overflowing. Whereas, yeah, whereas the Japanese are more Spartan. It's yeah. Like, uh, Very like simplistic living. Yeah. And uh, he goes into the bedroom and he opens the window and it literally just opens up to a window of an old Japanese lady eating mouthful of fucking TV. noodles. And... Uh, we believe that Sean's father begins fucking this old Japanese lady. That's Sean's future stepmom. Yeah, meet your new mother, son. This old woman watching watching anime. I don't know. What do they watch in Japan? Weird game shows and anime. MXX a, or whatever. MXC. Takeshi's MXC. Castle, yeah, yeah. With Beat Takeshi. <laughs> when he goes to school, there was like, he didn't meet with like a counselor or anything. Like he just shows up. He just class. has a note. I don't understand. He shows up late because he got the wrong train, and he has a piece of paper that apparently explains, like, I'm Sean Boswell. And she goes, oh, Boswell. Yabaki. It was Wabaki. 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 Yeah, which, Wabaki. Which I guess just means put on fucking slippers. Yeah, it's like slippers. And uh, here's one thing that interests me about this movie, because you bring up DK. Well, let's, let's talk about DK, actually. We're coming to DK. Yeah. DK is the villain, ostensibly, in this piece. Arguably. That's why I said ostensibly. Yeah. Um, 
he's a Japanese man, played by, what's his name, Brian T? Brian T. His problems with I love Sean. you, Brian T. He's great. He's amazing in this. He is. Now, he's got problems with Sean Boswell, because Sean Boswell is a gaijin. He's a gaijin. He's come, he's a white man who's come to America, yeah. or come to Japan, he's come to America. He's a white man, come to America? What? Who's ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> Which Sean Boswell then refers to Japan. I thought it was a free country. I thought this was a free country. Can we drift race? Fuck you, idiot. But he comes to Japan and he's seen as like an interloper and he's a, yeah. a colonialist or whatever. Yeah. He's a, he fucking, his family nuked their family. Yeah. Like, let's be real. I, I imagine, I don't know this for fact, but I imagine there's like some hostility towards like Americans. I don't know. When when I asked you if we could get a guest for this, I was like, do you know any Japanese people or people who have been to Japan? I will. No. I know, know Safe, but Safe, like, has I don't think he's ever seen a Fast and the Furious movie in uh. his life. But he loves Japan. And he's been there twice. Been there twice? I don't think I know any Japanese. No. But he's also Indian, so it's like, I don't know if he would get any hostility. What's the porn star's name? Maria Ozawa. That's the only Japanese person I know. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Um, but I was going to say, uh, when he comes into the classroom, he sees Neela. And yeah. his friend is also Bow Wow as Twinkie. There's and... one girl who looks at him and literally leaves a wet spot she, yeah, on her chair. Yeah, she's all about him. But it read a little bit problematic to me that all the characters that were heroes in this film were all Westerners. Yeah. Absolutely. And They're all gaijin. Like, yeah, there's no, like, good Japanese character. There's no. no, like, stereotypical, like... That's what I'm saying. I'll be your friend, though. Oh. All oh, the Japanese... Muslim All the Japanese are pitched as, like, the villains. Yeah, and, and they all... They're all kind of, like, over the top, like... They have, like, anime hair and shit. Yeah, and, like, and they try to sweep it under the rug under, like, the claws of, like, they're Yakuza. Yeah. They're gangsters. Yeah. Again, that's... Who the fuck cares? I love the Godfather. Again, it's a, it's a white dude writing it. Which yeah. I think that rears its head because, like... I mean, even Han is Korean-American. Yeah. So he's coming at it from the end. And he's, we find out later, he's on, like, a death wish. Like, he... He he absolutely is. Yeah. Um, We should probably rewind a bit, though. Let's go to the first drifting scene. Well, let's start off just real quick with uh, Bow Wow reveals his car, and I never noticed this before. I just have a note that says, Hulk car has hair. Yes, he has the Hulk car, and it's got, like, feet imprints on the back and then hands along the side. It Hulk's has hair. face painted on the hood, but then he has hair over Separated the Separated by the yeah, windshield. It's like bristles. Yeah. <laughs> he could clean off the roof of a bridge if he yeah, drove under real. it. Maybe that's a side job. That's how he gets his money to, like, uh... Pitch and broke iPods. Yeah, to get iPods and shit. So he goes to this first race, and it's, like, in a parking garage... And there's all kinds of crazy extras we notice. There's like women in cowboy hats. There are several women in cowboy hats. Several women in cowboy hats. And there's these women who hang around DK like the whole movie. And they have their like their face like around their eyes. It's painted like powdered white. And they look like Daryl Hannah and Blade Runner. Exactly. I did not understand that. Exactly. They have that Blade Runner thing yeah, going they got on. The, the the Blade Runner look. Maybe Blade Runner is popular there. Eh. Futuristic. I mean, uh, cyberpunk type shit is neo noir. Yeah, it's that's very popular. I feel like in Japan, one of my favorite lines in this part is when he's Probably talking not. to uh, Neela, Nat- yeah. Natalie Kelly. Yeah, who's a who's, smoke show? She's gorgeous with a Michael Jackson nose and a Lego face. Yeah, we noticed that the structure of her head was like a Lego head. Not to hate on her because she's no. she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. 
Um, it's a very blocky Lego head. But he's asking her about, like, uh, like if she's an army brat or something. He goes, not where you live. Where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> I don't know why that character... He's, his line deliveries in this... His accent is just so thick. It's he's so like, over the top. There's one point where he's talking to his dad on the phone. And he goes, I'm going to be late. I got to stay after school for some extracurricular activities. <laughs> And it makes me laugh every time. It's so know, it's just goofy. I love him. But dude, there's like he's only talking to her like politely, just because like one of the it, it's, they some, have a class there's, together. There's innuendo though that he's like all about the ride. Well, yeah, it's about the size of the engine. She was like, "Oh, this is what he was like. This is what y'all drive here, huh? These toy cars." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, men in their engines." He's like, "It's in my DNA. It's in my DNA." Yeah, it's. And then meanwhile, he's literally trying to steal the girlfriend of this guy. Yeah, you gotta feel this this is what you explained to me the last time we watched this before this, that the Drift King we're is on acid. Yes, we were on acid, and it's great, it's fantastic to watch. Um maybe it was in the acid, maybe it was the movie. But I the, got a very deep understanding of the well Drift King, you really, really broke this down for me. Like, okay, so You have this guy who's like he's Japanese through and through. His fucking uncle is a Yakuza, Yakuza boss. And he's living under his thumb, for real. Yeah, like, absolutely. Sonny Chiba is a dick in this yeah, movie. No, he's not a good uncle. No. Like, he is so demanding, and, like, it is almost like he expects him to take over for him eventually. Like, he didn't have any kids of his own. So this is, like, he's being he, forced into he this He mentions job. this to him um, the first time we meet him. He's, like, he basically breaks down. He's, like, Han is skimming from you right under your nose. Yeah. And then he looks at this portrait, and it's like a picture of him and DK's father. Yeah. And he says, like, oh, how I wish your father was still alive. Like, basically saying you're never going to live up to his yeah. legacy or whatever. Yeah. He, he he takes him under his wing and then, like, basically verbally beats the shit out of him yeah. to, like, be the proper He's, he's emotionally boss. abusive, absolutely. Yeah. And <clears throat> meanwhile, this guy, he's great at drifting. He's found, like, what he's good at. And that's why he doesn't notice that Han is skimming off of them. Because Mm -hmm. that's not his forte. He's not a fucking businessman. He's not a Yakuza. He's just a good racer. racer. through and through. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this white dude who shows up and is, like, macking on his girl. And then just, like, I'll fucking race you. Like, whatever. As an asshole. Being a pompous, arrogant. He's a fucking... Sean is a fucking dick. Well, I mean... He's got to humble himself, and I think that's sort of his arc. Is he's well, that's why I think Han finds him attractive, right? Is is that Han sees in it's, him? It's a wild horse that he's got to break. Han sees in him yeah. a lot of a young Toretto. Yeah, I can see that. Like where he's like, oh, this cocky racer, like yada yada yada. Like he wants to train him. He wants him. If this is the last good deed he does in his life, because Han yep. has a death wish. Yep. This is the thing we need to bring up with the chronology. So this film takes place after four five and six and then in yeah. the credits of six we come full circle yes. we'll, we'll get to that but yeah this is a prequel to, to four five and six no it's a sequel four five and six sorry yes yeah, sorry this han, is a... han is alive in four five and six and he is a supporting character in them he right. dies in this film. So yeah, this is yeah this is a yeah, that's so weird this is a sequel yeah. to four five and six yes which means in... Uh, and it comes in place... It's a prequel to 7 and 8. <laughs> yeah, and Furious 7, Vin Diesel comes and he meets Sean, which is what we see at the end of this film. Which means in the year 2015, I think, when yeah. 7 came out, they're still listening to, like, the whistle song by Joel hey, Santana. And... to be fair, 
the references are still on point. There's some there's some re- pop culture references where he's like, "You're the Justin Timberlake." You're the Justin Timberlake of Japan, and it's like that still makes sense yeah. to me. Like Justin Timberlake's a he hot goes, commodity, and then Han says, "I don't care if you have Beyonce in your bed." Yeah. Which, Which, by the way, Han speaks better English than Sean. Okay. Well, I wanted to make a point about Twinkie. The name Twinkie, I remember from like middle school and high school, was a derisive nickname for yes, Asians. very much. You would call a, a, an Asian person a Twinkie to yeah. say they're white on the inside, yellow on the outside. Which also became a derisive uh, nickname for gays. Twink. Yeah. Which, well, it, that's not it derisive. Got sh- it's, it's, it got shortened. It's but... terminology. Like, homosexual terminology, it... I guess... Didn't make its way to Japan. Yeah, Twink is a, a a thin like. Yeah, but I thought that was like derisive. No, 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 no. They Twink. Uh, a gay dude broke it down for me at a party one time. This like, is why I love gay dudes, dude. Like, cause they they're like the least easily offended people in the world. <laughs> he this dude was talking to me. I was at a party. It was on like Seventh Street or something. I was with Dom, and he was like, "Oh, Dom, you'd be an otter." Oh, is and that where like, otter, and, otter cub and cub came yeah. from? Yeah, he, he looked at me. He was like, "You'd be a cub." He's like, "You're not quite like a bear or whatever, so you'd be a cub." Yeah, cub, I can see that. I'm a cub. Dom's an otter. This, and I told you today, I was like, the only uh, club I've been to uh, that I enjoyed was a, was a gay, gay club, club yeah. and it's because gay dudes fucking rule, man. So shout out to the LGBT yeah, dude. Q community, specifically uh, Michelle gay Rodriguez. Dudes. I have an issue uh, where I tend to come on to gay women and i never know they're gay but i'm like oh my god we're hitting it off we have so many things in common <laughs> you're like landry from friday night Lights. i am i'm landry yeah. from friday night. So like, he's like macking like, on the lesbian uh, i find out i'm bassist. like fuck you like women god damn it i was oh, in well. love with you but yeah gay men that's i ended up in california i'd have a gay dude uh uh he would just always he'd always be there to be like She's gay. Like, stop. Like, <laughs> he, he was, was the, the queer whisperer. He was my gay dar. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do it myself. Women are tricky, man. <laughs> Women are already confusing, much less you throw in sexuality and Welcome it. to our new podcast, Women Be Trippin'. Hey, man. <laughs> Women be tripping. Hey man, let me tell you about women be tripping. This girl talked to me about how she was an Eagles fan. We talked for hours about like the best Eagles coaches. Got a number, and then I saw her make out with another chick. <laughs> Go to farmersonly.com, enter the promo code <laughs> PODFAST. <laughs> unlimited unlimited farmers. Unlimited matches. I don't know if they keep you from scrolling on that one. I knew a girl. Uh, I, I can't imagine with, uh, any. There, there are enough user base in Farmers Only. That... I worked with a girl who was on Farmers Only, and she was on it at work. Like she brought in her laptop and was scrolling through Farmers Only. Tons of matches. Good for her. Uh, my next note: Bow Wow winks into camera. Yeah, Bow Wow breaks the wall. Bow Wow breaks the fourth wall. They're racing in the parking garage, and they get in the elevator, and Bow Wow slips in with the ladies, and then he literally looks into the camera. Elevator full of ladies. Elevator full of ladies. As the doors are closing, he winks with his left eye, which means that Bow Wow knows that he's in a movie. Yes. Which is very strange to me. Justin Lin doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He's breaking all the rules. New cinematic form. He broke all the rules and went on to create the greatest fucking arc of Fast and Furious. Which is Twinkie's arc. <laughs> I just meant the movies, but uh, yeah. I did have a question about Bow Wow. Why didn't they let him rap a theme song to it? Luda got too fast, too furious. You're gonna cast a rapper in this one and not Do you want my be... honest opinion? What? 
because Bow Wow sucks. No, man. I think I think Bow Wow is a better actor than he is a rapper. Yeah, he's fine in this. He's I think Bow Wow kind of... does a great job yeah, of acting. He's, in he's this very likable in this. Yeah. Um, I like Fresh as I'm is, but I think that was ghost written by Ti. See, uh, that's the rumor I've always heard. Well, and to be fair, and then Ti's later albums are supposedly all ghost written, so it's it all comes full circle. You know, he started writing them down with Paper Trail, I remember. Like, he started writing in a notebook. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, like, his, like, previous two, like, his late, late albums. You've heard they're ghostwritten? They're supposedly, like, ghostwritten. By whom? Like, I don't fucking know. I'm not, like, looking up ghostwriter names. I know, I remember hearing that I think Alpha Mega was ghostwriting for him, but then Alpha Mega turned out to be a snitch for the feds. No shit? Yeah, so the last album you'd hear him on would be T.I. versus T.I.P. Which... One of my favorite T.I. albums. Yeah, I think it's underrated. Dude, it's I agreed. Good. Him arguing with himself? Fucking phenomenal. Smart. Um, One thing I wondered about. Uh, so Sean moves out of his dad's house and moves into Han's hideout. Hold on, before we get there, I have two things. 2155, into the movie, Teriyaki Boys comes in. Mm-hmm. At this bonk, point... Bonk, bonk, bonk. At this point... Hold on, I realized that I had notes written on a page later. Uh, Han's eating count at 11 minutes in is five. Yeah, this... And that's during that one scene. He uh-huh. only eats because someone brought it up on the Twitter. This this is one of the questions we asked. Can you keep a running total of how many times you see Han eating? He eats six times total. Uh-huh. And five of those were within those eleven minutes of that first that drift first race. drift up the parking garage. After that, we only see him drinking, and he's drinking in every scene after that, which you brought up is probably because he lost Gal Gadot. Yes, yeah, you'll see in the sequels he hits it off with Giselle. They they're a romantic couple, and then she dies in Fast Six. And so I think like his eating Han goes from eating like, to drinking. Yeah. You know, he needs something to do with his hands and the... Because only one of those he, six times He kind is of... My, my note for him was that he kind of becomes, like, this existential Ronin. Oh, he's he is. He's, like, dropping this wisdom on, on Sean. Yep. And when we watched it on Acid a while back, um, it, like, the scene where they're on the rooftop really hit me, where he's talking about, like... God, What's what, the what, point? Like, that, that's that, that was a scene in the car. He says, what's the point of raising him? Well, no, that's... Faster? They go from the roof to the car. Right. Yeah, and his and whole thing yeah. is, like, Sean's like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? And, like, he's answering. And then when they get to why do you race, he's like, I'll show you. But his question, he says to him, he says, uh, something about a man's worth. Oh, yeah. But, well, because that's the thing. is like, he, they're, they're talking about, like, proving yourself. And yeah. it's... They're literally, it's two guys talking about dick measuring. Yeah. And it's like, he's all about just proving your worth. Not what you're worth on the track, what you're worth in a fucking Rio de Janeiro heist. Like, it's who you are, your character. Yeah. And that's, what that's, that means to That's family. what I want around me as character, yeah. yeah. And we know, he was, he was, Han was the first person to say family. Say family. No, no, it was Bow Wow. Oh, it was Bow Wow. Yeah. At the, at the end. end. Yeah, he says, this man said Han was family. Yep. And that's the... The first instance of family in the series. Vin Diesel doesn't say... It is. No, Cause, absolutely. Because he says, what, crew in the first one? Crew in the first one. No, team. Not a, We're not a crew, we're a team. Team. That's right. Yeah, yeah. team in the first one. Sorry. Too Fast doesn't mention anything like it. I don't even know what we're at. We're like an hour. Oh, keep going. Keep going. 
I am. I'm just weirded by, uh... Recorded a second track over the track. I don't know. I'm gonna pause it and figure it out. Eh, nah, it's alright. I'll figure it out at the end. Here, let me take a leak. Oh, you wanna pause? Yeah. Already? Yeah. Okay. Already. Hi, I'm Paul Walker, starring in The Fast and the Furious. All the racing stunts in our film are performed in a staged environment by professionals with years of training and experience. So with that in mind, be smart, drive safe, and stay legal. I think that song's by Don Omar, who appears in the later ones. He starts before Don Omar and Tego Calderon. None of them are going to be as good as uh, Donzo, was it Denzo Cuego or whatever the fuck? Uh, who? The song. Danza Kuduro. Danza Kuduro, yeah. That's Don, Don Which, Omar. I was uh, I was seeing a chick from Spain for a little bit, and she told me like that song's all about asses. Hell I yeah, was like, I believe it, man. That's a Toretto song through and through. No wonder I love it. That's the song that plays in Fast Five, and they open the vault. And yeah. Danza Kuduro. Which, dude, if I'm having a bad day, I put that song on. It instantly cheers you. It yeah. fixes me. Uh, like, yeah. It writes your ship. It does. I, I just had some notes that I, I wanted to hit through real quick. We'll just go over these because we've been kind of skipping around the end of the movie here. Real quick, can I burn through mine because mine are like in between where sure. we left off? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sean has weird nips. Yes, my note was Sean Boswell baboon nipples. Yes. They, they're like bright red and like kind of like pointy, I guess. And then they're like, very hairy around it, yeah, so it like that it was accentuates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the contrast between his hairy Robin Williams chest and his like bright red baboon nipples. Like really, just they stand out. They do. They, they do don't indeed. look right. He goes into a bathhouse and there's a Yokozuna fat guy. Which like they should have swapped nips. Yeah, he had tiny nips. But he had huge giant tits. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Bow Wow smashes a girl in a cubby. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my my note about that was Hans Hideout has pussy cubicles. <laughs> pussy cubicles. <laughs> They're like these tiny little sleeping pods. Well, those are common in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have like bullet trains or whatever they have these tiny I don't uh, know that they're they're common for smash fest yeah but bow wow was having like fivesomes in them han's got a champagne and uh moet and so i i don't know if this catches up to your notes um sean wins his first race and he makes jance cry yeah jance jance is uh is Drift King's like buddy? I his, guess they it's never his really Lance. make it clear. Yeah, it's his Lance from one. He's just John, not wearing Lance leather pants. Tran. Yeah, he doesn't have his snakeskin. Snakeskin snake pants. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just calling him Jance, Japanese Lance. I looked it up. His character name is Morimoto. Morimoto. And he's played by the guy who's on Westworld. He's like the uh, Asian dude who's like the doctor guy who fixes up the Westworld androids. Morimoto son. And he wants to fuck Tandy Newton. Who doesn't? Naya. Naya from MI2. We'll do an MI2 episode. Get Don't worry. down on your Get knees. Get down on your knees. <laughs> Run that bastard thing. down. Uh, we skipped over the Mahjong scene. They go to Drift King's hideout. The Mahjong Han scene. goes to Drift King's hideout and they're talking to him. And <laughs> Morimoto hits this button and the Mahjong board opens up in the middle. It goes like... Whoa! Like a cylinder yeah, comes like up. up in the middle. And we, I was thinking, holy shit, like, the floor is about to drop out, and they're about to, like, sink We've seen it a thousand hideout. times. We know it's not going to happen, <laughs> yeah. but, like, we noticed that. I thought it was, like, some you only live twice shit. Like, it was like, Whoa! 
a vault opens a in the back. barracuda pit, yeah. But no, it's just a little compartment for you to slide your Mahjong tiles into. It's very convenient, honestly. It is, yeah. It's smart design. God bless and the Japanese. The whole time Morimoto is, uh, he's got a tea bag, but he's dropping it into this, like, cup of green juice. <laughs> it's just like Mountain Dew. Dude, he's, like, teabagging his Mountain Dew. Morimoto is the James M. Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James fucking, my brother chugs Mountain Dew like a son of a bitch, dude. I don't He man, seriously, he's... my very he hits me up, he goes, I'm getting too fat, man. How can I lose weight? <laughs> so I'm stop like, drinking two liters of Mountain Dew. I'm almost like, just stop drinking Mountain Dew, dude. He'll hit me up when I'm working. He's like, code red me. He's like, I'll say something to him. He goes, sounds like a code red. I'm like, God damn it, dude. You no, want me to buy a Mountain Dew, motherfucker. You bought into the Gears of War fucking promo so <laughs> goddamn hard. He made me buy. Well, he didn't make me. I chose to. But he hit me up and he said, my buddy's selling uh, Xbox One, 200 bucks. So you do 100, I'll do 100. I was like, okay, that's I fair. Do it. I mean, this is like two years ago. Yeah. So we did that. He was like, he'll, we'll, we'll get Gears 5, like th- or Gears 4, whatever the yeah. fuck. I threw that in. Have not played it. One time. <laughs> Bought it like two years ago. Have not Does played he still it. have it? He has it. He, I don't know where he has it at. Okay. He's got it you, me, hiding. and him need to like sit down and actually play that game. We'll play it, man. Because like, you and I used to crush Gears in like a night. We did We did Gears 3. We did it all in one night. And we got to the final boss battle, and my internet shit out. Crapped and out. You, you beat it without me. And, and you didn't get the... I the... did not get the achievement. Yeah, uh, achievement. Fucking I'm so used to trophies games. now. Uh, my next note is... Honky Tonk iPod. Yes. So, uh, Morimoto is beating up Bow Wow. And he says, you sold me a broken iPod. And by the way, Bow Wow takes a great stunt punch. There's like an over-the-top shot. Uh-huh. And Mir- Morimoto... Mir- what was his name? Morimoto. Morimoto-san fucking like throws this goddamn right hook. And it looks like it connects. And Bow Wow goes flying. And like, it's definitely Bow Wow. It's not a... Double. Oh, yeah, no, no. Because it comes down on the fight. It's like I a good Justin crane Cam- shot. Justin Lin's camera is very active. Yes. It's, it's a lot... Like, I noticed the scene, uh, the chase scene where Han dies. Yeah. Um, the camera is, like, constantly swooping around yep. the drivers. There's this one amazing shot where it's in Shibuya Square. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Sean and Neela are in the car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they and she's through. holding on for dear life. Yeah, they come through and the camera's looking at them. And then the camera goes behind the car. And then it turns back to the left. And it goes into the crowd of people. And then we see, through the crowd of people, we see Han and DK. They come drifting around. The camera goes through the crowd and then back behind mm-hmm. the cars into Shibuya Square. And then whoosh, follows them through. That's a very specific crane camera that actually uh, was in... I don't know if it was invented around that time, but it started to become prominent around mm-hmm. that time because we used it on Rampage around 2007. And I remember them like freaking out about how this was like brand new. Uh, Mercedes was the only one making them at the time. And it is like an SUV with a crane attached. Yeah. And then so the crane operator sits in the back like during where the hatch is. Uh-huh. Um, and they control it from there. It's a vehicle with a crane attached so the car can drive up with it and the camera can swivel and, and go all around. It, can it go like 360? Yeah, or, okay. completely. Like, it, it's amazing. a full crane and it's um, it's used very commonly now. You, like, they're yeah, used everywhere. But at the time, back, like, at least in 2007 when I worked on Rampage, um, those were, like, the hotness. I remember the crane operator, like, losing his fucking mind that they got to use this. Like, it was really? the hot tech. Yeah, and it was, but then the issue is that we had was like, you had to be wary about where the sun was. 
and when you're shooting because like if you go too far around it's you're getting shadow gotcha but then they're shooting all at night uh-huh. and it's fucking and amazing i was reading they they didn't even shoot in japan really they did no like, a lot of shots. exteriors yeah it's like all in la and they would shoot i watched a special feature they had like shipping containers set up to represent the buildings and then they would put up big led screens that's incredible yeah and then they had like a little go-kart thing with a like a, a camera on the front to do the pov shots and shit god bless fucking it's, it's justin amazing Lin. it's truly amazing like, justin way... that's justin lynn's fucking like integrity that's, yeah that's ingenuity right there and it's... to be fair we were talking about early on like there is like good cgi but like the issue is like not the issue. The fact is, this film does car stunts so well. Oh, yeah. And they do real the, car the stunts. The car action in this, far and away, is so much better than the first two. Absolutely. And then they touch it with... The CGI is, yeah, it's integrated very well. Like, yes. there's the shot, I remember you going, holy shit, that looks really good for CGI. Like, Sean Boswell's drifting, yeah, and then it It, it was, it was DK. Oh, it's DK. Yeah, DK's drifting, but then it pushes in and it turns to CGI, and we see the car almost touch the wall. Yep. And, and then it looks so good. Yeah. And there's the thing. Okay, that makes more sense because at one point, uh, when they're doing the drift down the hill, the very yeah. like serenity, scenic, the, the samurai scene. Yeah. Yes, with the fake moon. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the Hollywood Hills. Like I, I was watching was it, it okay. I was like, I was like. I, this looks like the Hollywood Hills, but, like, it looks like Tokyo is, like, out in the background. Like, so that makes sense that was, then you yeah, have the so fake moon. You yeah, have okay. a huge HDMI, like, fucking just behind a tree. You bring this up every time we watch it. Mention, please bring up, please talk okay, about the moon. It drives. They go, on the, they go on this samurai drifting scene. It's very it's pleasant. Oh, my God. The sound design is incredible. And it's like, all you can hear is maybe tires screeching lightly in the yeah. background. It's the best way I can describe it is like that that scene is serenity. Yeah. Like it is just so serene and beautiful. Like it's I think calming. of like I think of like a samurai movie where they're like yes. walking through a wheat field or whatever yes. and you can see And it's like he's like practicing his katana. Yeah, or and he like just water, the water down the street. Like, yeah, like So they're they're doing this in such a perfect scene and then right at the end. To finish the scene, they do a very beautiful crane shot up from the hillside, and the moon is supposed to be behind this yeah, you're tree. Yeah, seeing it which, through this tree. It's a big HMI, like, it's, it's fucking, like, just blasting light on the fucking road. As the crane shot lifts up, you realize that the moon doesn't move with it. Right, and it's so staying it's staying in the same position. The city appears, and so basically the moon is positioned in the nothingness that is below the mountain like it, it makes it's, it's a strangely glaring technical it's mistake. hard to describe like visually but yeah. it's when you see it it's it's off-putting but at the same time like i think that scene has such a dreamlike quality where i'm like it I makes kind of just roll with it it yeah. works uh, justin lynn does no wrong we never even got to the honky-tonk ipod i brought that up and then we okay, went on this sorry tangent. So they're they're beating, the hula. they're beating up uh, Bow Wow, and he goes, well, "I got a broken iPod." Sean Boswell goes, "Well, here, take mine." And we could only assume that what was on this iPod was just like outlaw country. Not only that, Sean rips his headphones out of the iPod, then hands him the iPod, and the iPod has the headphones wrapped Rip, around it. Around. But like, I, I could only assume he gives it to him, and it, it's uh, just like the Wendell Jennings. <laughs> What was your Faith Hill? The Faith Hill. Run the stun the cowboy. <laughs> we the, were 
picturing <laughs> Johnny Casual. We were picturing Morimoto in like a karaoke bar, like singing Glenn Campbell. <laughs> That's later. If they had done a scene and he's singing like Garth Brooks or something, like holy, that shit. would have been so funny. Like I learned this from your iPod. Full circle. Just give that character a little bit of texture, please. Like because he needed more. As it stands, yeah, he's very cartoonish. He's... Instead, he dies in a fucking eight car yeah, pile. He does. Like during the Han chase, he gets fucking annihilated. Um, I had a note. Dad off having James Bond adventures because he Pretty comes sure. back and Sean's moved out and he's in his navy uniform. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about this earlier. Like he probably had the little Nelly and he was flying around with hookers. Yeah. Well, now that he comes back, Sean's gone. Him and his dad didn't talk. Sean just shows up at fucking at, at Han's place and Han's like, "Give him a bunk," which basically means a pussy cube amongst my hookers. Yeah. Like. <laughs> My Pretty moment. sure we lost one of the one of the girls to syphilis, so just put him in that one. <laughs> tuberculosis. <laughs> tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis made its way to Tokyo. I, I told her not to play with that gun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was out there meeting with my Yakuza master friend Kamada. I was selling them bazookas and Coke 45s. One of the Coke 45s was belonged to my nephew. Doc Holliday had a tuberculosis all over it. <laughs> I took it straight from Tombstone. <laughs> I, t- I brought it from Tombstone straight to Tokyo. <laughs> Direct flight. Yes, on a cargo plane. I threw it in for a gift. I threw it, yeah, with a gift card. A Starbucks gift card. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeremiah, honey, do You might come to meet me. I'm a plantation owner. I've been here early, and I've been here before, and I've been here since. Yeah. Jeremiah, you are one of a kind gentleman. Jeremiah don't allow no rambunctiousness in his hoot nanny or in his speakeasy. I tell you, did you uh, you trade that for the iPod? I wouldn't trade nothing for no iPod. I'm a disc man through and through. <laughs> yes, all the honky tonks. Down to honky tonk, we just got the disc man. <laughs> it's a disc man hooked up with an aux cord to like the back. No, of, it's the, the tape. <laughs> The back of a Hulk truck. Yeah. You know how he pops it open? He's With his five TVs. He's got five TVs and like two. Nobody can watch. Two subwoofers. What are those TVs for? Nobody can watch them. His ride got pimped by Exhibit. Oh my god. Yeah, dog. I heard you wanted five TVs inside your Hulk truck inside Japan. So I gave you five Japanese TVs inside your Hulk truck in Japan. I don't know. It's just playing fucking Takeshi's Castle Takeshi, back there. Takashi 69. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. Um, I remember reading that all the Pimp My Ride people had to sell their cars afterwards. Yeah, we, we, like, talk, we already talked about oh, this. Oh, did we? We talked about them too fast. Yeah, the insurance rates would go way yep. up and they'd have to... Which what, what I brought up, like, why don't you just take it apart and sell it for parts? Yeah. Lazy asses. Uh, oh, 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 DK's line. He had a great line. He goes, uh, when I'm through with you, you'll be driving a wheelchair. <laughs> yes, dude, I have that line as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you You'll, will be driving, will be a, wheelchair. driving a wheelchair. They're yeah. threatening him, and then they leave, and Morimoto like shoves Bow Wow, and then he spits a piece of gum into it his face, bounces and, off and of his bounces fucking off his head, cheek, and like Bow Wow has this reaction shot where he like like goes flying back two feet. Anime gum spit. Dude. Anime gum spit. He Dragon Ball Z spit that goddamn gum. <laughs> oh, Japanese street toughs. Sean, the chain fuck. Yeah, Sean uh, goes to confront uh, Sonny Chiba. He goes to confront the fucking the, the Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah, because he wants to settle this with a drift, white again a drift race downhill. White fucking privilege. Yeah. 
And uh, there's these four Japanese street toughs standing outside. They all have matching hair and matching jackets. One guy's spinning a chain, and the other's got a baseball bat, like fucking Sting from WCW. Dude, yeah, Sting or uh, the baseball gang from Warriors. Yeah, the like... baseball furies. Yes. Well, my favorite is uh, one guy turns around, his jacket, it looks like the tiger jacket from Rocky too. Yeah, dude, exactly like it. Like, Except it was a white tiger. These guys are total goombas, dude. And I, that, then he goes in, talks to Sonny Chiba, and Sonny Chiba looks like fucking Renee Belloc out of fucking Indiana Jones. That was his Jones. first scene when he first Yeah, okay, that was earlier. He's got the white like uh, fedora it's, and everything. If Belloc had ever worn a white trench coat, the rest of the outfit matched. He is Asian Belloc. He is, and then he's he's smoking the big cigar later. Chiba Belloc. Chiba Belloc. Sonny, they call him JJ Sonny. I don't know why they call him JJ. I still think that it was In like he was hoping credits. it wasn't going to be on his IMDb. <laughs> he's it's like, like, Street Fighter you can keep. But yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> Uh, he does, Sean speaks to him in Japanese. I was wondering about that. Yeah, he learns Japanese within, like, 24 20, hours. Yeah. Like, and I... I, mean, he's just, I guess he read it all in a little book, or... I like to think that maybe Bow Wow helped him. Bow Wow probably knew a little bit. Yeah, like, Bow Wow's been there. I don't there. think Duolingo was around then. No, Duolingo was never there. I'm 58% fluent well, my in issue... Spanish, according to Duolingo. Jesus. My issue is that uh, all the Japanese teachers only speak to him in Japanese, they don't ever give him a break and talk in English, which English... How did this guy learn anything? If I learned anything from Persona 5, the video game, English is, like, taught in high school. It is like a... Okay. You have to I learn English. I it's one English. of the hardest languages to learn, just because... English? Yeah, yeah, there's so much, like... We have all these fucking double words and yeah. double speak, Like, uh, it's nonsense. Whereas, like, everything... That's why they have a hard time uh, transferring, like, Japanese to english and make it uh like fit our our uh lexicon is because like we use all these weird like yeah so they have to, innuendos they have to break it down and, and simplify it a lot yeah it's, it's, it's very uh straightforward fuck english i had a, i had a couple more notes uh when sean shows up to the race at the end down the hill yeah there's all these bulbs going outside the hill yeah <laughs> they were, nice lighting were they all individually placed like who put all the there's like thousands of bulbs going they, down this mountain they were all individually placed you want to know who placed them whom the grips and electrics <laughs> oh no i feel so bad dude let me dude i saw that scene and i just went oh my god I, yeah I, I what a fucking day horrible. like i imagine they probably got to set 3 p.m and the grips and electrics we're just like here's Walking our job, down this shit. and we're just fucking lining it row by row. Like, At least they were getting paid to presumably in kayfabe in the film. Whoever set those lights up was just doing it because DK asked them to. Yeah, that's yeah. All right, my uh, the yakuza came in. The, yeah, the street yeah. toughs came in and set all those <laughs> lights. I think the best riff we had while watching the movie was that Sonny Chiba cut his cigars with a samurai sword. <laughs> Tosses it up <laughs> in the air. With an anime <laughs> animation. <laughs> and then catches it in his in mouth. In his mouth. Like a seal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, teleporting Diesel. Because Go Bow- ahead, because you said you kept telling me to save it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bow Wow comes up to Sean Boswell at the end of the movie. Very end of the movie, Sean Boswell is now the DK. He is now, he's the new DK. Which, by the way, I forget the name, but they do say DK's name in the movie. Sonny Takashi. Chiba, Takashi. Yeah. 
His name is Takashi. IMDb, update your goddamn yeah, shit. Takashi He deserves DK. more respect than DK because he's a former DK. So, uh, Twinkie comes up to Sean Boswell at the end. He says, hey, this guy knew Han. He said Han was family. And then he says, he's been all over Asia beating all kinds of other drivers. Yeah. Now, if we fast forward to Furious 7, Han has died. He's been killed by Jason Statham. Vin goes directly there. Vin wants revenge on Deckard Shaw, and so he goes directly he wants to Tokyo. Revenge. Oh, revenge. Revenge. Oh, I just got ah, that with V I N. Oh my god. <laughs> he wants revenge. Nailed it. He goes directly to Tokyo. There's no way he'd be all around he's not, Asia beating. He's drivers. not just racing fucking yeah, Asian for, dudes for clout. And then he comes up to him, Sean Boswell pulls up, and he goes, this ain't no 10-second race. And Vin Diesel says, I ain't got nothing but time. No, you don't! You literally, the one thing you do not have is time. It's time. you got to get back to America and because fuck up Jason Because fi- your house just got blown yeah. up, motherfucker. <laughs> Bomb, yeah. Yeah. And then he races him, and then cut forward into the seven, and, uh... Sean Boswell looks like he suddenly became fucking 63 and... <laughs> From 53. Yeah. He's a 63-year-old high schooler in Japan. <laughs> fucking J- Japanese schools. Very tough. <laughs> He's very run down. He's, it's like he almost went through a presidency. Like an eight-term, <laughs> eight-year, two-term presidency. He looks like... Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Drift is Obama at the start of his presidency. Yeah. Furious 7 is the end. <laughs> a two-week period. And he's just haggard. <laughs> and dude, he looks He looks like an alcoholic up. at the end of a And I honestly, like, oh. I still have the theory that like the um, the group was like, all right, we got to get Sean Boswell into the family now. And then they like hit him up and they met with him and they all walked out and they were like, this guy sucks. Jesus Christ. He looks like shit. This guy got old as fuck. <laughs> we like, can't work him in. Nobody's going to believe this. This doesn't work. <laughs> And they, like, they have him, like, a lot of, we'll get to it, but a lot of the scenes are, like, just Vin Diesel with him. Like, the camera's behind him. It's, like, one Looking scene, at Vin. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, uh, This whoa. guy's white and he has LeBron's hairline. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, did Sean. you Did you know that the real Drift King of Japan was in this film? Wait, there's a real Drift King? Yes. I looked this, this DK's was, a real thing. This was, yeah, this was on IMDb Trivia. I can't remember the guy's name because, I mean. But it's a real thing. Yes. Yeah, can you guess who he was? Jance? No. Who was it? One of the fishermen. No, oh, that's what you call drifting. Yes, that's the real drift king. Really? Yeah. That is fucking incredible. Yeah, so when Sean Boswell's training his drifting, there are two fishermen sitting there, and Which, one of them has lines. By the way, fun fact, that car cannot drift. It is all-wheel drive. They, they also mentioned that on the IMDb trivia. They switched those to real rear-wheel drive. Yeah, you, so they, you would have to cut. Drift, yeah. yeah. So that's the real DK. He's fishing, and he's watching Sean Boswell training. And he says, you call that drifting? And then later he says, not bad. That's, that's real DK. Fucking incredible. Yeah. And, uh, By the way, thank you, Kevin Santiago, for pointing out all of the cars that were all-wheel drive, <laughs> including the uh, Nissan Skyline. Cannot race. By the way, have to bring up favorite car, Twitter asked. Yes, yes, our second Twitter question was, uh, who has the best car in the film aside from Bow Wow, since that's the obvious answer? Han's car. 
Hot Han's hands down. Car. The orange, I think it's a Nissan Skyline. It is okay. fucking gorgeous. It is very, very nice looking. Like, yeah. that car is sex incarnate. I like uh, I like the Monte Carlo at the beginning, to be honest. The Monte Carlo is dope. And then I, it's the it's a Mustang, the Mustang. Right? At the yeah, end, the Mustang. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a Toretto man. I like you are, the American yeah. muscle. See, you I'm know? more of a what Brian I, I saw it and I was like, man, I feel like watching Bullet right now. You know what? Maybe as uh, James makes our logo where he's going to put our faces on uh, Toretto and O'Connor, maybe I'm the O'Connor, maybe you're the Toretto. It could be. I mean, uh, at I, the end of the day. I've, I've found that I'm a muscle man. <laughs> I'm a muscle-bound boy. <laughs> you're a muscle-bound boy and I'm a, I'm a little uh, toy car guy. Yeah, you're a little toy car twink. <laughs> The muscle-bound boy and the toy car twink. Yes, that's our new nicknames. The muscle-bound boy and the toy toy car twink. 21st century, you'll brenner. (laughs) Fuck off. Speaking of which, should I mention, this is my final note. In the credits, there was a man credited as exceedingly handsome guy. The greatest IMDb credit. Can you imagine... The, the greatest IMDb credit. The, credit the guy looks at you and goes, that guy should be credited as exceedingly I would, handsome guy. As somebody who went on a very terribly bad and awkward date last night, if I were that guy, I would like bring my fucking resume and I'd be like... Flip open the dossier. Yeah, I'd just like slide it her away and I'd be like, I was credited Does it have a as... four year eyes only stamp on the front? Absolutely. Slide it across. What was so bad about this date? Uh, it's just, nah, no chemistry. Uh, like, nothing went, like, terribly wrong. It wasn't, like... It takes two to tango, and you only yeah, have one. Yeah, it was one of those things, like, we, um, we texted very well. We, we got along very well through text, but uh-huh. in, in person, it just didn't... Never click. clicked. Maybe her pictures were a little old and didn't... Ooh. Yeah, she it was, was... She was falsifying her I th- informations. I felt a little bit lied to. Oh, like, man. it was... Very sweet girl. I don't want to, like, knock her. She's very yeah. nice. She's very cool. Um, it just, uh, we didn't, it didn't click. It was Jordana Brewster. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking, she's gotten fat, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know you see her on she Lethal Weapon up, every man. week, but good God. Oh, she on that? Yeah, dude, that's, like, what got me into Lethal Weapon. Who's she on Lethal Weapon? She's the, she's Riggs' the psychiatrist. Oh, that's right. She was in the first episode. Yeah. Shit, I feel stupid now. She's yeah. carried on. That's the only one I've watched was the pilot. She is phenomenal. And they brought in, uh, Thomas Lennon is Leo Getz, right? Dude, and he is the Leo Getz I've always wanted. Uh, I mean, that's Joe Pesci to me. I don't know if I want another Leo Getz. See, but my issue is with, like, Joe Pesci is, like, he's like, nah, fucking this and fucking that and fucking everything. Like... He has the, like, awkwardness and the overbearingness of Joe Pesci without needing to use fuck every two fucking sentences. Like, So he's the nebbish Jew version of Leo Kind Getz. of, yes. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Um, I honestly, I think I prefer Thomas. My mom and I just, uh, my mom and I watch Lethal Weapon every week. Um, they brought him back twice this season so far. And there was another one where he teams up with Murtaugh's wife, who's a lawyer uh, in the show. And... It was fucking brilliant. Like, like his characterization of Leo is overbearing and annoying enough while still being, like, heartening. And I don't think Joe Pesci is ever... Endearing? Yeah, there's no endearment to, to Joe Pesci. He's, like, yeah, he's, he's Pesci. Like, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. In Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. 
who should Powers Booth have played in this movie? Or, uh, sorry, should Powers Booth have been in this movie? Yeah, the father. Yeah, it, that's... It's, it's there's no, no other role, yeah. No brainer. Yeah. The only other the white guy. You you come up and Powers Booth walks out with a Japanese hooker. Yeah, I'm like, yes. Yeah, man, I believe it. <laughs> I'm like turned off by the current dad having uh, yeah, all these like Japanese it. hookers. Powers, Powers Booth, Booth? I'd be like, fuck yeah, he did. Give me a sequel. <laughs> Give me the... Can we talk about yeah, the murder had, mystery? We had this idea that, like, um, if DK had killed... Murdered Sean. Sean. You would have had Yakuza and a naval officer involved, because the naval guy yep. is Sean's father. So it would have been this whole, like, international incident, and they would have had to, like, involve Interpol and shit. Dude, Keanu Reeves comes in. Keanu like Reeves is Interpol agent. Yeah, yeah, dude, like... Hey, I'm here to investigate your son's murder. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty rough stuff. He <laughs> shows up on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some rough stuff about your son, man. I checked out the car you have in your garage. I was just I up in... it's a 57 Mustang. I was just up in Kobe eating <laughs> some beef. You ever, sur- you ever surfed out here? You ever had a demon ride through the mountainside? Let me tell you, I've never had a demon ride like I did on Fuji. <laughs> Damn, Fuji. <laughs> it's a walking path and he's demon riding. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Coming down this fucking snowy mountain. <laughs> yeah, please. So make that movie if you can. Yeah, uh, kill off Sean Boswell and do the spinoff yeah, of The Rock it. and Statham. And, and then, then give us this murder mystery neo-noir. Boswell's through, father and Keanu. Yeah, through the neon-drenched back streets of Tokyo. Sonny Chiba is the Sun- main yeah, villain. Sonny Chiba is the... I'd fucking and Keanu loves Sonny Chiba. Yeah, go to... yeah. If you haven't seen the video, look it up. I was telling Chance about this earlier. I still need to see it. Keanu's doing an right interview in Japan. He goes, oh, Sonny Chiba, I love him. He's a fucking hero of mine. He didn't say fucking. I'm just saying that now because I'm drunk. And then, like, the door opens up and Sonny Chiba's there. And he's like, whoa, Sonny Chiba. Which, by the way, I, I, I do do this a lot and I apologize, but I mentioned people I've met in Hollywood. I met Keanu Reeves. We talked about this. Did we already on I the think podcast? On the first episode, I think. Just gonna say, greatest goddamn human being I've ever fucking met. God bless you, Keanu. Oh, second question, Tokyo Drift. Who's the hottest person in this movie? Oh, dude, Han. It's Han, yeah. Han, it, hands it's, down. I, I would go one Han, DK. Two, two DK, three Neela. Yeah, Neela. Yeah. And four Bama Boy. No. No? No, uh, no. Bama Boy is... Okay, here's the thing. Bama Boy's not hot. Bama Boy is slightly endearing with his stupidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like He's... the dumb... Like, I want to teach this person things. Yes. Like, <laughs> I like, want to sit you down yeah, and learn you. Yeah. Jance. <laughs> Jance. Jance is four. I'd fuck Jance. Bama Boy's like six. Bama Boy's six. After his and own you, father. You, you take him out, and you take him to like a nice party, and he's like, what's this? What is this, like a shit mountain? You go, no, no, that's fondue. <laughs> that's fondue. You want to talk about motors? <laughs> no. No, 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 shh, shh. No, you have to be classy. That's caviar. That's not oil. Well, this looks like fucking oil to me. No, that's caviar. You see it's lumpy there? I won't eat it. These it are fish like eggs. Oil. <laughs> I had fish eggs once when I was living in Tokyo. Didn't like it. Made me poop. <laughs> Let me tell you about them Japanese Because they toilet. got their sushi out of a fucking vending yeah, machine. Yeah, there was lobster in a vending machine at one point. You crazy Japanese. You wild men. Oh, dude. Yeah, I had a good time talking about this one. I had a good time watching it, and I think now we're gonna have to rate it out of six. Corona, are you ready? You're gonna give it six, aren't you? I am. Six out of six. Six out of six. For I don't know. A full if I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet. I gotta see it a couple more times, but uh, that's fine. 
I'll give it my highest rating yet. I'll give it four and a half. All right. I've been below you on all the other ratings. Yeah, so I think, to be fair, yeah, I'll go below you on this one. So four and a half, six. So that evens out to what, 5.25? Yeah, something like that. I mean, shit, that's a fucking rave review if you ask me. Five point. It's the highest one yet. And Even with yeah. just your rating alone, it's been yeah. the highest one. Um, We're high on this film, and we're high on you all. Thank you for listening. Man, you guys stuck with us for an hour and a half. <laughs> this Jesus is, Christ. This is the best one. This is the longest one as well. So, you know what? Sometimes length is quality. Hey, just wait until we get to five. I mean, Apocalypse Now is what? Fucking three hours long. That's a great film. This is our Apocalypse Now. This is it, and you know what? When we get to five, I think we'll, we'll we might ma- we may match it. That will be our apocalypse now. You know why? Because I plan on murdering you with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, I look forward to it. This is the end. Look forward, folks. You get to hear My me get murdered on screen. Friend, the end. Feather hither. No, got the Bruce. <laughs> Teresa Atkins. Sign off. Oh! You know what? Salute. Salute me familiar. Me familiar. We see you guys next week, and we're going to talk sweet in your ear. And we're going to talk shitty fast forward. Ah, oh, fast forward. Eh, maybe we'll like it. Who knows? Hopefully we get these good guests. Yeah, we might, we might get pumped up, we might get jacked up, and we might get fucked up. We'll see. Oh, that won't be fucked up. Oh, we're going to be fucked up, but sure. Oh. Uh-huh.